Welcome, and thank you for listening to Optics in Action, where we showcase leaders with vision and clarity. My name is Ryan Weiss, founder and CEO of EPS. Our team is focused on enabling companies to align people and process for increased revenue, profitability, and scalable growth while reducing the frustrations of your employees and customers. If you or someone you know is interested in applying to be a guest on this podcast, you can find more information at podcast.epsoptics.com. Let's get to our next guest. All right, welcome back to our audience to another episode of Optics in Action, where we spotlight leaders with vision and clarity. And I am excited to have with us today, um, Molly McGrath. She is the founder of Hiring and Empowering. And I'm super excited to have her on this episode to talk a little about the the process and the people and the, the purpose of Hiring and Empowering, how she came to uh, to found this company. And uh, and so, Molly, I'm super excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Oh, Ryan, thank you for having me. I'm delighted and honored to be here. Yeah, awesome. So the first thing I often like to ask guests is a little bit about your purpose, about why hiring and empowering is so important to you. And uh, if you could share a little bit of your background, a little bit of the purpose behind um, why you do what you do, why do you find it compelling? Yeah, absolutely. So yes, my company is Hiring and Empowering Solutions, and I founded it in 2008, and really what I'm most passionate about. So we do flat fee retained search recruiting um, with a very unique 90-day onboarding process attached to it. And then um, I also have a course for uh, admin assistant and kind of the um, non, by and large, I work in the legal space with law firms. And so a lot of times supporting team members to become what I call entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs world, which one of the books that I wrote and my passion and my why, um, and it's getting clearer and clearer and clearer by the day to me, um, is really to support employees. And you can interject any definition you want, W-2, overseas, stateside, 1099. It does not matter. Your human capital and really your I'm in, I'm very, very passionate about supporting, do I dare say just the employee and really how to feel like they are in full control of their future. And for them to um, really increase their confidence, to really align that with their vision and their value of their role that they currently ser- serve in and sit in. And really, 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 my goal is to help them become to walk, talk, act, and behave like a CEO, even if you're just a receptionist or you're a VA. I have probably 150 VAs in the Philippines that are in my program that I coach personally, and they walk and talk and act and behave and project manage their day, their workflow and what have you a hell of a lot better than most CEOs that are making seven figures. (laughs) Oh, I I will tell you something. I don't know if you know this about me, but I lived in the Philippines for three years and uh, our youngest daughter was actually born while we lived there. So my wife and I have been married for 25 years. Congratulations. uh, We lived there for three years and the team there is are the people that we have there are just amazing people. They're gracious and excited and just you know, eager, hungry, eager. yeah, yeah. All of lifetime learners. Uh, 
They love it. Absolutely. So we have some amazing people there. And so I love that you've got that passion for the employees because mm -hmm. I think so much we're learning of, or, you know, there's so much new technology, uh, AI and all these automations and things that um, are really changing the way we work. But, um, but at the end of the day, process and technology is really only useful to the extent that it helps people to do something more efficiently and effectively without people. What do you, what do you really have and why are you really doing it? Absolutely. And I love that you bring AI in it and it's really changing the way we work, but it, it will never replace the way or how we serve. And so for so often, whether you have a product or you have a service, if you're an e-com or, or what have you, you still need, and that's a way that you're always going to be the game changer and stand out, especially if you're leaning heavily on technology, because if you actually have a phone number that someone can call, or you actually have people that have a process, it'll pick up the phone and proactively contact you. People will become lifetime clients because so many, I don't know about you, but I'm like, I feel like anything that I buy, a piece of technology, a service, or what have you, the first thing I do is like, where's a contact button? Can I, is there a phone number? Is there someone I could call when I'm jammed up or stuck or frustrated, even if it's user error? Like if I cannot talk to anyone, I'm not buying from you and I'll go, I'll go pay 15 to 500% more to the guy or gal that has a number and has customer service embedded within their values or culture and their customer service. Yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic perspective. So when you think about, uh, so I love the why, it's all about the employees and it's all about impacting them and, and making a positive impact. Um, mm -hmm. What do you do? So what what differentiates you when you, you've talked a little bit about um, the book you wrote and the training and um, and some of that. What are some of the things that you feel really set you apart and set hiring and empowering apart um, in terms of what you do? Well, I, I think number one uh, that sets me apart is that I actually sat in the seat as a receptionist. So I started my career when I was 27 years old, dropped out of college and didn't have college education, what have you, and now have owned, sold uh, nine businesses, right? And so now wow. this is my baby and I have one. And so I I am I am proof of concept for all of them. I'm not training them to be in entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. what have you. That is not my goal and my mission, but I can speak the language of the receptionist that is sitting there, whether stateside or what have you, and is getting more work dumped on them than they have the capacity to and how to have the conversation about project management, focus management, time management. Most employees are picking from their past and coming from their trauma. The message that most employees get is you're lucky to have a job, show up and do what you're told, and you'll be re rewarded with the paycheck at the end of the day. That's the mm. only value you bring. But then I have entrepreneurs who are constantly say to me, everybody's delegating back up. I give an assignment. Nobody does it. Blah, blah, blah. All the complaining. And, you know, my my latest book that I launched in June of 2023, it's called Fix My Boss, The Simple Plan to Cultivate Respect, Risk Courageous Conversations and Increase the Bottom Line. I first had the book written as Fix My Employees. And through the process and through, because I'd hear all the time, I have entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, 
you know, six figure companies, doesn't matter calling me. And the number one thing that they say is fix my employees. Can you fix my employees? Can So I did that. And it's interesting because um, I'm like, no, no employee is going to pick up this book, but a book that says fix my boss and my publishers, like I can just envision someone running through the airport and they see this book and the boss is going to pick it up because he's going to be like, he or she is going to be like, crap, what is this person telling my people? And the people are going to pick it up, the employees, because they're going to be like, finally, someone gets us. Someone's got our back. And the message is the same to both. It's about to get you all on the play, same playing field to speak the same language in a way that makes a difference for the end goal for you personally and for the goal for the company ultimately. Yeah. That's a that's a really great perspective to uh, to think about, not just from a, a marketing standpoint. I love the the concept of you know how are you going to get people to buy your book? It's the right title and it makes sense, but also the the messaging that you know as entrepreneurs, as bosses, there's things that we're doing wrong that are creating behaviors in the employees and. Uh, um, that we may not like. So so I, I love the perspective that you shared about that. It's really, really clever. Um, so another question. So I often talk about people and process, aligning people and process to fulfill a purpose. And, um, and so as you think about the people that you're impacting from the entrepreneur, the CEO, the receptionist, everybody, you know, everyone along that whole uh, chain, um, it sounds like you're making a, an impact to all, everyone in an organization. What's your process for doing that? How do you, uh, do you have a um, kind of a process that you use? Like, uh, I don't know, three step or seven step or, you know, are there sort of things that you go through in terms of process to enable the people to be more successful? Yes, absolutely. So I have a 12 week boot camp um, that everybody comes through at the same time. It's really fascinating because I love that your mission statement is aligning people with process. So my program is for employees. And again, insert W2 1099, mm -hmm. but it's for the people, but not the entrepreneur. And they'll, they'll say, oh my God, what are you going to be teaching them? What are you telling them? How am I going to know what you're telling them is working that I'm getting an ROI on this? I'm like, stop. You're going to know in week one, because to your point, that's exactly what I teach them is that. So first step one, the biggest, biggest, biggest complaint from any employee is that I don't have a job description. I don't know if my job description is working. It's failing. And we start there. Well, we start with mindset. So we start with getting them out of entitlement mentality. And then we, so I walk a lot through their mindset and then I walk them through of really how to become creators and the um, creators of the process and production. So many people talk about SOPs and process and systems. If I get one more Facebook ad that says process and systems and I'm like, stop it. Like processes don't mean a hill of beans if you don't have the people in the production on it. So I love your mission because it is the people, the process and the production, which impacts profitability. And to my knowledge, there's no other formula that, as you know, that's what you teach. So I work employee side 
and I work on their job descriptions, they'll say to them, well, I, they'll come, I first, second, third week, I think they come with their job description. I'm like, that's not a job description. It's a job ad that you apply to. Like, and then they'll complain about all the tasks and the overdue tasks or what have you. I'm like, your tasks and your projects are your job description and motion. So if you're frustrated by all these tasks and extra things that are getting dumped on your desk, it means you are out of alignment with your job description and your job description is out of alignment with your focus management and your focus management is out of alignment with your KPIs. Your, and that's another word that's flying around like like feathers, like key performance indicators. How do you know if you are royally sucking or crushing it on an every hour, every day? So I give them a framework for really anchoring to the top three revenue producing activities that they do right down to the graphic designer in Philippines working two hours a week, right down to the receptionist who's making 15 bucks an hour everybody's a revenue producer in the business and it anchors to the process in regards to it. So I have them do a time tracking exercise, everybody, including the entrepreneur, CEO, everyone, that's a non-negotiable where everybody is tracking everything they touch for five days, one solid week, that's it. And I have them put that in there, upload it and send it to me. That's my fun thing. It's like a jigsaw puzzle on the day after Christmas with a cup of Bailey's where you could just sit there. I love it. I dump oh, it I out. Love it. Yeah. I just love it. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I'm like 15 minutes in. I'm like, ding, ding, ding. No wonder you're not making money and you all are like, everything's a dumpster fire over there. It's clear as day. And as you know, as a process person, you're like, holy moly, the fact that you guys are making money. This is magic because wait until you get this stuff in alignment. So I really put it on the employee and I train them to don't ask, tell, and to never come to with a problem without a proposed solution. Never, ever, ever can you ask a question without a proposed solution. If you can show that you're a critical thinker, that you've done the math, that you've walked through every opportunity, every um you know, bottleneck and what have you, the, you know, one of the greatest things I teach in that program is the answers in the room. Stop going to your boss and your supervisors and your team asking questions. You, if you had a gun to your head and you had to give the answer, what do you think it would be? Because the receptionist knows more than the CEO or the CFO. Yeah. 100%. I love the concepts that you're laying out there. That uh, and it, to your point, the uh, the realization that I had a number of years ago. My degrees are in chemistry and finance, so you can imagine the process geek part of me that's just like yes. I came out of college going, I'm going to solve the world's problems with process, right? With figuring out process solutions and all these things. I love and, that. And then I hit the real world and I started looking at it and saying, process is only valuable to the extent that it enables people to do something, right? Thank (laughs) you. Thank you. This is the intersection of people and process. I say process without people is wasted. And the corollary to that is that people without process get frustrated. It's like one without the other just doesn't work well. And when, but when you marry those two together, absolute magic can happen. You fulfill purpose, you get production, you 
You I have I literally have goosebumps. I think I found my work soulmate, Ryan. Like <laughs> I had this conversation today and, and cut me off, but with the one of my clients and they're like process they were we were talking about process or what have you. They go, yeah, we're doing EOS. I love EOS, by the way. Huge disclaimer. I'm like, fantastic. You know, talk to me. They were complaining about um an employer or something. Again, going back to people, but then they were really talking about process or what have you. And I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, wait, what about the accountability chart? They're like, what? Like you're not following the EOS process. Like there, yeah. it's a process. It's yeah. worth every penny that you pay for. Any process that you pay for, to your point, it's just like technology. This CRM's a piece of junk. We're not doing this. We're migrating to this and that and what have you. I'm like, really? Like, you're where's yeah. your workflow within over your CRM? They're like, oh, that's not a workflow. Workflow is yeah. another word for a process, a process in motion. And it is yeah. like, it's, yeah, and, I and love that. Yeah. One, one of the things, and I, you know, one of the things in the EOS and traction is get your process documented and followed by all. And I yes. think, you know, so many times people are like, well, yeah, we have documented processes. Is it, does anybody follow them? And I've seen binders like back in back in the old days binders full today <laughs> it's like everybody has these SharePoints with like oh thousands goodness. of documents and old versions and new versions and revisions and all this stuff and it's like does anybody follow the process well we they, we would follow the process if dot 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 fill in the blank and process is only useful to the point that it enables people to do something more effectively efficiently and so when it says get your process documented and followed by all, I love if you that. don't do the second part of that, don't waste your time. Right. Don't waste your time. If, if you're not making processes that are easy for people to follow, that they want to follow, that they actually will follow, don't waste your time. And it's, it's true about organizations of all sizes. So. And um, when are you audit, you should be auditing your processes every day, like bringing back the AI conversation. I attended a full day AI event last week and I loved it because it, it brought me to this process and SOPs conversation because I'm like, you know, you spend time, there's many people that still have the binder, have the SharePoints, have all the things and what have you. But if you're auditing it every single week in your weekly stakeholders meeting, another thing I, I train where the intake team is auditing it, where can we have process improvement, continual improvement, like the Kaizen way, and yeah. really be making certain that we're efficient and effective, which is going to impact overhead decrease, increase profitability, increase your team members, because you bring an idea to them and say, why are we still sending draft documents to clients via FedEx or snail mail and what have you? Like, there's really truly law firms that I work with that do that. I'm like, um, what, wait, what is going yeah. on here? And so, yeah, to your point, so we, it's documented, it's followed by all, but are we constantly looking at it and asking ourselves the powerful question? Is this the quickest, fastest, most efficient, profitable way that still works today? And what we're doing today isn't even going to be the same process 30 days from now, two millimeter shifts, two millimeter shifts in each department. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it has been a pleasure talking to you so far. I, there's so much more I can learn. I've got to find out about your about your most recent book. I've got to find that book and uh, and get a copy of it to read it. I haven't uh, 
that sounds like a great book for me to read and probably distribute <laughs> to my team as well. I've got a number of folks in the Philippines and, uh, and I'm sure you. that I'm going to get some great insights from it. So, oh. Yeah. So thank you very much, Molly, for yes. being on this episode of Optics in Action, where we spotlight leaders with vision and clarity. And how can people find out more about you? How do they find your book or how do they connect with you if they're listening or um, or watching online right now? Absolutely. And thank you again for having me. I think the easiest way is go to my website, hiringandempowering.com. On there, you can see a link for our books. If there's any that I have many free uh, PDF download books, the employee playbook, entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs world, or you can buy the latest version, fix my boss and just opt in. If you want, there's contact page. If you want to schedule a complimentary call or subscribe to our weekly blog on Tuesdays or Thursdays and our weekly podcast on Tuesdays. Fantastic. Well, thank you again for being on Molly. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Keep up the amazing work. Thank you for listening to the Optics in Action podcast. If you are interested in the podcast, we welcome you to subscribe on your preferred platform, follow us on LinkedIn, or learn more at epsoptics.com. If you or someone you know is interested in applying to be a guest on this podcast, you can find more information at podcast.epsoptics.com. This is Ryan Weiss thanking you for listening to Optics in Action. Thank you.